There are any number of reasons you might consider selling your home. To move closer to family, live within a smaller budget, or just wanting a change of scenery. Whatever your reasons, having to figure out all the various housing market trends in your area may not be what you signed up for. That's where an agent who is a Realtor comes in. Realtors have the expertise to help you find the right price and navigate the process to sell your home in a way that's right for you. That's who we are. Realtors are members of the National Association of Realtors. Two guys drove to work. Neither guy wore a seatbelt. One guy got a ticket. One guy didn't. The same two guys drove home. One guy wore a seatbelt. One guy didn't. One guy made it home. The guy not wearing his seatbelt didn't. Don't risk it. Click it or ticket. Paid for by NHTSA. And the 2022 AP Most Valuable Player is... Patrick Mahomes. First, I want to thank God for giving me this platform and putting so many amazing people around me. To the Chiefs organization, I would never be standing here today without y'all. Every day, given everything that we have together to go for the ultimate goal, the Super Bowl. Let's continue to go for that dream this weekend. Fantasy Football Happy Hour with Matthew Berry, served by Applebee's. Let's continue to go for that goal indeed. Patrick Mahomes accepting his award for the MVP at the NFL Honors Award last night. It is noon Eastern on Peacock, but it is 5 o'clock somewhere, Jay Croucher. I'm Matthew Berry, and um, I, I don't know how to feel about this because on the one hand, uh, and we're live from the Super Bowl, obviously, Radio Row, our, our last day here. I, on the one hand, I'm happy he won the MVP because, A, he deserved it. Yes. Right? Not everyone who won the award last night, and we'll get into that in a second. Correct. Uh, necessarily deserved the award. But he he won the award, and he deserved it, which is great. And we called that. We said Patrick Mahomes is going to win this award, and we got that right. So we look smart for that. Great. But... What is it? The the last seven quarterbacks to win MVP that then played in the Super Bowl did not win the Super Bowl, and we're both Chiefs guys. Yes, it's a curse, uh, yes. but curses are there to be broken, Matthew. I think the last time an MVP won the Super Bowl was Kurt Warner in 1999, which doesn't fill right. me with a lot of confidence. Someone asked me that question. It's trivia last night. Who was the last quarterback to, to do that? I was like, I don't know, Tom Brady probably, but Brady didn't do it, and, and, uh, and yeah, so we're going to have to break a curse. Right, and I believe that was Kurt Warner that was presenting the award. Exactly, so the so curse is thus... So there you go. There, yeah. maybe, maybe there's some mojo there. Maybe we can talk ourselves into that. So, uh, listen, a lot of award winners last night. Uh, the NFL celebrating, rightfully so, outstanding performances on the field. Here are some of the winners here. Um, Brian Dayball, Coach of the Year. He yes. finished third. In the, again, they, I, it, here's what sucks about this, because I liked that Brian Dayball. Yes. Brian Dayball did a great job. I'm a Brian Dayball fan. If I'm a Giants fan, I'm not a Giants fan, but I think the people that are Giants fans, like our own Chris Sims, should be thrilled about the direction the franchise is heading. But their preseason win total was seven. Yes. They finished third in their division. Yeah. My thing is, 
Look, Dayball's a fantastic coach. He would have been on my top three ballot if I had a vote. And the problem is, is that if he did this in Carolina, then he wouldn't be in the mix. And we know this because Pete Carroll had the exact same case as Brian Dayball and didn't even finish in the top five because he's in Seattle in more obscurity. So I think it just uh, speaks, to the, speaks to the power of the New York market. And right. I think it's something to consider next year when we're talking about these types of awards that, that New York matters a lot. But listen, a lot of the ones we did get right, um, uh, Defensive Rookie of the Year, Sauce Gardner, uh, defensive Player of the Year, Nick Bosa, we, we predicted that. Justin Jefferson, Offensive Player of the Year, we predicted that as well. Obviously, uh, and Comeback Player of the Year, Geno Smith. I think the only one we got wrong was Offensive Rookie of the Year. We went back and forth on that one. Yeah, I'm surprised that Garrett Wilson won. Ultimately, I mean, a lot of momentum was going his way. But I thought Kenneth Walker had a similar amount of yards, doubled his touchdowns was on a playoff team, or Garrett Wilson wasn't. I think Kenneth Walker, he just kind of, he just tailed off a little bit towards the end of the season. He was dealing with the ankle injury. Didn't have That's what it was. It was the, the injury. I mean, yeah. like he he got no he got no points for playing through the injury, and they they just seem to hate Seattle. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I guess Geno did win, but Pete Carroll should have been in the Coach of the Year mix, and yeah. we would have wanted K, KW three as um, Offensive Rookie of the Year. Yeah. So anyway, all those players absolutely outstanding, all of them winning awards. But there's one person that I don't think is going to be winning any awards from the NFL. Um, let's take a look at this. <laughs> So okay. this is Jay Croucher. Yeah, look at that slant. In. Lawrence Jackson doesn't have a prayer of guarding me. It's just that uh, couldn't oh, no. get the catch there. Oh, but no. look at this. I don't know so. why I look like a baby giraffe when I run, like a slow baby giraffe. That's <laughs> yeah. not a push off. Two feet yeah. inbounds. Yes. So Teacher, here we go. Jamal yeah, Chase this is, do that. This is you guys. This is yeah, you guys. Not great closing speed. See, I don't have the no. tightness in the hips is the issue. Is that corner. what it is? Yeah. Is that uh, Denny Carter? Yeah, Denny Carter not throwing the ball. No, like he just Kirk, got sacked. Kirk Cousins doesn't want to throw into double oh, cover. Like, and then, yeah. Yeah, I didn't know how to predict he was throwing there. <laughs> and I, like, you were open there for a minute, so, so part of it's thing. on Denny. Well, here's this, the thing. Lawrence Jackson. You guys at the NFL Experience, for people that are just listening, we just watched uh, awkward footage of Jay Croucher at the NFL Experience doing things that were sort of football adjacent yes athletic adjacent as well <laughs> yeah, i'm not sure yeah. there's a lot going on in that there's yeah. a, I, I like the catch video unfortunately um, i don't think we're going to run the footage of me throwing a football which is that's the really embarrassing stuff it's really hard to throw a football as an australian actually, well okay there you go that's the thing <laughs> did you ever play australian reels football as a kid i did i played all up and all through my youth that was kind of my sport growing up really but it's different it's different australian football is yeah you're not you're not throwing the ball you're kicking it you're right you're kicking it and just and then and beating the crap out of each other right? exactly we don't wear helmets either right. uh, which i think is actually safer weirdly because you're not leading with your head uh but yeah it's uh i don't think i don't think the i don't think american football is going to be my thing going forward but American football is something for uh, Tyler Lockett. Yes, uh, uh, Matthew. He's a he's a very good receiver. He does get separation. He does. <laughs> he's able to move his hips. He's pretty much everything Jay Croucher that you are not. And we spoke to him about that and many other topics yesterday. Let's roll that tape. Tight slot on the far side. Now in motion comes Johnson. Play fake. Gino has some time. He's going to rear back and throw it deep for the end zone. Got a man out there. Reaching out. Making a catch. Touchdown, Seahawks. Tyler Lockett running past Hill and the rest of the Rams defense. And a perfect, and I mean perfect, throw from Geno Smith. 36 yards. A touchdown for the Hawks within a point of tying this up. All right, our thanks to our friends at DirecTV for letting us talk to Tyler Lockett. Tyler Lockett, last year, 
over 1,000 yards, nine touchdowns, 84 receptions, Jay Crouch. I know you doubted him. I never did. <laughs> he was anti-you, just so you know, Tyler. You doubted like, always doubted you, Tyler. Yeah. <laughs> no. No, the 13th best wide receiver in fantasy football for a team that coming into the year, a lot of people didn't expect much from. Uh, but tell me about what you saw in Geno Smith in training camp that made you think maybe, hey, you know what? They don't know. Yeah, well, I mean, I, I would start to even say when Geno first came on the team, everybody saw what he could be able to do. And a lot of people just see his production right now, and they're like, oh, wow, who would have thought? But, like, we're talking about a dude who went against the number ones all the time when he was with the Seahawks. So he had an opportunity to go against the best of the best every single day while trying to prepare them to be able to get ready for the game. So, I mean, everybody kind of knew what, what was already there. Um, for him to be able to get that opportunity, though, I mean, that's something that he's prepared for while he was even with the Seahawks. You don't just get that opportunity if you haven't put in the work before. They've seen enough to say, okay, we're willing to give you this opportunity. We're willing not to try to go get people from out of house. We're willing to give you the chance. And so, I mean, the way that he played, man, he played so phenomenal, and I was really happy for him. But, I mean, he, he trained for that. Yep, now the NFL honors are tonight, and Geno Smith is nominated for Comeback Player of the Year along with Saquon Barkley, Christian McCaffrey. Now, going to go out on a limb, and you think that uh, Geno should win that award? Yeah, I think Geno should win that award. If, if, if The vote's already in, but if, if for some reason voters are watching this, why would you, <laughs> and you could stump for your quarterback, what would you say? I mean, why does I this would guy say, win deserve the award? I would say if you look at any profession and somebody took seven years off, and he came back, and once he got that opportunity, he was one of the best to play in that profession. He has to be able to have a chance to win comeback player of the year. It's hard to be able to. It's hard to be able to sit out for five months, right? Yeah. And come back. That's why we got to go through spring training, all that stuff. But for somebody who, who hasn't gotten to play for so long, who finally got a shot, and he was a Pro Bowler, he's up for comeback player of the year. I mean that. That says a lot for a person and as a player. So um, don't get me wrong. I think everybody that's up for that award should win. It shouldn't just be for one player. We we agree, by the way. And we also think Brian Robinson should be allowed to win, you know, to be nominated (laughs) for the award. Like, that's something to come back from, too. But for whatever it's worth, on the show yesterday, we we both said Geno Smith deserves to win this award. As we said, you know, they wrote him off, but he ain't right back. Yeah. Yeah, right? I think he's going to win, but we'll see. Uh, so, Tyler, you and DK Metcalf, very different types of receivers. What's the dynamic like between the two of you? Man, I think it's fun, man, because we learn how to play off of one another. Um, you know, we got different skill sets, but there's times when we got to be able to lean on each other's skill sets to be able to learn how to win certain matchups, where it's not just DK winning off of physicality, but sometimes I got to win off of physicality, and sometimes DK has to win with his feet. You know, so there's a lot of things that we learn off of one another. Like we help one another with some of the ways that we see the game, um, with things of how we play. But I think the biggest thing is like just being that like that one-two punch. We know that there's going to be games where the teams might lean on him more than me, or there might be games where it's vice versa. But we always stay in it because we know that we need each other in order to help this team get as far as they want to go. Tyler, you are the only wide receiver in the NFL with eight receiving touchdowns in five straight years. You're the <laughs> only guy that can say that. You've had four straight 1,000-yard seasons. Talk to me about your consistency. You know, what's weird is is I think most people just sort of glance and say, Tyler Lockett, he's a deep threat, right? And obviously you are. That's a part of your game. But deep threats, sometimes it's inconsistent because it's hard to hit those deep shots. Right. So talk to me about how 
you're 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 flying down the sidelines, and yet year after year you're putting up a thousand <laughs> yards, you're putting up eight touchdowns, and you're literally the only guy in the NFL that's done it for five years. Man, I think it's just opportunity. You know, not everybody's given the same opportunity. I've been blessed um, to be a part of the Seahawks, and they've given me this opportunity to be able to play. And you know, I've been able to get more targets. I've been able to showcase my abilities a lot more. And um, it's hard to just say that, but to the quarterbacks as well, but also to how the defenses play. There's times where the coordinators will try to get you the ball, but the defense right. plays a great defense, and you know they stop you from getting it. But I mean, just opportunity, dedication, man. Like you know, I play for my faith in God, and so um, that motivates me and, and, and wants me to continue to learn how to be better and do better. But I'm learning that it's not just about stats. Like, the stats tell a story, but it's really your impact that really tells the true story about who you are as a person and what you bring to a team. Yep. Tyler, I want to ask you about Kenneth Walker, who's also up for an award tonight, <laughs> Offensive Rookie oh, of the yeah. Year. And now we're a fantasy show, and Kenneth Walker was a big part of the fantasy yeah. season. He's on a lot of waiver wise. People picked him up. He won their leagues. Uh, thanks to people like him and yourself. When did you know that Kenneth Walker was going to be that good? in offseason whenever we were training I I was telling people he was the best rookie I ever seen wow and I mean you could just see once he gets the ball in his hands he's one of the most dynamic players that you can see I mean even in some games you've seen him make cuts where you're like how did he do that he was running full speed he stopped on a dime ran all the way back to the other side and didn't lose speed Um, you know that's just a gift that not not too many people have and to see what he did as a rookie man rush for a thousand yards Man, he played a big part of our success and really happy just to be able to see how much he elevated his game, especially mentally. He already has the capabilities and the abilities on the field, but to be able to have that mentality that goes with IQ of the game, that's what pushes him up front too. Yeah, I think the other thing there is that like he was playing hurt at the end of the year too. Yeah. Right? Like he was on the injury report all the time and was still able to perform. He was huge in that last game. That mentality, man. Like the mentality not to be stopped even if your body says no. I So... I will tell you that I think it would have been help. We would have it would have been helpful if we talked to you last year and you could have said, "Listen, I'm in these offseason workouts, and Ken Walker's the best rookie I've ever seen in my life." So help us look to the future next year. Who's a guy? Everyone knows you. Everyone knows DK. Everyone knows Gino and Ken Walker now. Who's a guy on the Seahawks that's maybe under the radar that you think is going to take the next step next year that we should be uh, we should have our eye on? I think the person that I think is going to take um, numerous steps is Kay Johnson. Okay. So he's a receiver on our team. Um, got a chance to be able to be that number three um, the last couple of games and was getting his feet wet, was making some big time catches that we needed and. Um, he was consistent the whole entire year. Um, just had to wait for his opportunity. You know, sometimes um, when you're a non-drafted guy, you just got to wait for your chance. And he's been getting his chances these last couple games, and he's took off with it. I, that's great because, you know, the thing with Seattle for years, it's been Tyler and DK, DK and Tyler. But, you know, we've been waiting for that third wide receiver to emerge for the Seahawks. So, Kate Johnson. I like that. I like it. I was expecting that. Yeah, Yeah, that's a good one. Uh, Now, Kyle, I know you're here courtesy of DirectTV. Can you uh, speak a little bit about your partnership with them? Yeah, well, we all know that they've been a leader um, for nearly 30 years when it comes to um, live TV and when it comes to, um, um, what am I trying to say, when it comes to live TV and it comes to the streaming access part of it, um, the ultimate destination for NFL fans. One of the things that I'm here to talk about today is just the fact of having an opportunity to be with Ronald McDonald Housing Charity, um, being able to provide access for kids uh, when it comes to the entertainment, whether it's cartoons or whether it's sports. And another one of the cool things is that we'll be um, out there playing 
um, Cornhole yeah. Friday night. So you'll be able to see me on direct TV, live streaming. So it's one of the things I'm excited about, man. It's going to be fun. Um, looking forward to it. You know, we're going to try to go out there and win. You are, you are, in fact, yes, you're competing for DirecTV and the Ronald McDonald House and Pro-Am Cornhole Tournament Friday night with Ryan Fitzpatrick, Justin Turner, and Jock Peterson. How's your cornhole game? Uh, we're going to see. <laughs> I mean, right. everybody's going to be watching live, so i got to make sure it's good. Um, I think the first um, the person that we're going to be playing is Fitzpatrick, so um, right. hopefully now, that you, Fitzmagic is going to Are you an underhanded guy or are you a flip guy? Uh, I'm an underhanded you're guy. You're an underhanded yeah. guy. Yeah, me right. too. I think that's the play. Yeah, you get a bit more leverage on it. I think that's the play. Yeah. yeah. I think, but usually in cornhole, like one of the sides is more slick and the other side of the bag is, so like sometimes you like want to flip it so it lands on the, the sticky, you know, short. right. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. So, no. Now it's going to be fun, man. I'm looking forward to it. Um, like I said, it's Friday night. Um, you could be able to watch it on a live stream. It's going to be exciting. Uh, there's no question about that. Last question for me and take this in whatever way you want. I'm curious, uh, your former teammate Russell Wilson was in the news quite a bit. Weird year for him last year. What did you make of his season in Denver? Uh, I mean, I just think that, you know, you just got to be able to get adjusted to everything. Um, you know, that's one of my best friends. Like, I love him. And, you know, it's crazy just how um, how many people just talk about, you know, bad about him and stuff like that. Um, you know, I wish him the best in everything. And that's the one thing about this league is that, you know, we have a we have brotherhood. We have yeah. a group of brotherhoods that stick together. Um, but, you know, like in our faith, it always talks about like, if, you know, if people aren't talking about you, then you're doing something wrong. And so, you know, I, I think Russ is going to continue to let his light shine, continue to be that leader that we all know that he could be. I mean, he's done so much for us, like the dynamic of who he is on the field and off the field. And so I think, like, you know, it, it takes time for other people to really see it. But, I mean, you don't really miss a good thing until it's gone. And, I mean, you know, we've missed him as a brother. We missed him as a player. And now we see, you know, that he's with another team. But, you know, it might take time for them to be able to see, like, everything that he brings to the table because he's the ultimate competitor. Like, he's going to – every time you have an opportunity and a chance to win, he's going he's gonna to give you that chance to be able to win. We've seen it day in and day out. Um, the Green Bay game, we always talked about it when it was like four interceptions and he still led the team down to be able to win to take them to the Super Bowl. Like, that's the rush that we know, and that's the rush that we'll continue to know because he's that caliber of player each and every game. And so, you know, I, I just wish him all the best this next upcoming year and stuff like that, and that's forever going to be my brother. Yeah, which is awesome, by the way. We, we actually said on the show this week when it was announced that Sean Payton was officially yeah. named coach for the Denver Broncos, we're, we are officially, as a show, we're on a big bounce back here for okay. Russell Wilson. So, anyway, listen, Tyler, continued success to you both in real life and in fantasy and especially in cornhole on Friday <laughs> night. Bring home the title for DirecTV. Thanks Let's so much. It. Everyone's going to watch that on live stream. And I love that you guys are raising money for the Ronald McDonald House Charities, which is just an unbelievable charity. Yes, sir. Continued success to you, my friend. Thank you. All right, we're going to go to break when we come back. 49ers superstar, tight end, man bun extraordinaire, George Kittle joins the show. There are any number of reasons you might consider selling your home. To move closer to family, live within a smaller budget, or just wanting a change of scenery. Whatever your reasons, having to figure out all the various housing market trends in your area may not be what you signed up for. That's where an agent who is a realtor comes in. Realtors have the expertise to help you find the right price and navigate the process to sell your home in a way that's right for you. That's who we are. Realtors are members of the National Association of Realtors. Life is a highway. 
and on it there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one McCrispy, so go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour. Two guys drove to work. Neither guy wore a seatbelt. One guy got a ticket. One guy didn't. The same two guys drove home. One guy wore a seatbelt. One guy didn't. One guy made it home. The guy not wearing his seatbelt didn't. Don't risk it. Click it or ticket. Paid for by NHTSA. All right, we're back on the Fantasy Football Happy Hour, live from Radio Row in wonderful Phoenix, Arizona. We're going to be joined shortly by George Kittle, but right. we're going to talk some Super Bowl props. Absolutely. By the way, I believe that was the definitive Tyler Lockett interview. It was. He was it's, great. Uh, yeah, no, he's magnificent. He's a he's an easy guy to root for. Yes, He's absolutely. an easy guy to root for. Also made me think a bit more of Russell Wilson, just how kind of vigorously yeah. he defended and spoke of Russell Wilson uh, and the fact that that's out there. Big bounce back here. We've, we're on the record. We're buying Russell Wilson stock. Yes. Uh, it's at its low point, uh, lowest point in history, but it's the time to buy. And uh, I think the Broncos, I think they'll be a playoff team next year. I think they've certainly got a shot. I'm, I'm a Sean Payton believer. And yeah, it's, it's interesting. But yeah, I mean, I think two peop- we're too quick as a society to just write people off. Yep. Right? And I, so I thought that, especially because you saw some rumblings that came out of Seattle from some other teammates just sort of revisionist history, throwing Russ under the bus. So I liked how, how vigorously, to your point, he defended Russ. Yeah, Tyler, Ty- Tyler did. didn't have to go to that extent. He could have just said, you know, the stuff that you say when you kind of tacitly defend uh, your quarterback, so, hey, former player. He'll be, he'll be great, and we yeah. wish him well, and we had a lot of success together, blah, blah, blah. He took blah, blah. two next steps beyond that, so uh, <laughs> he did. Yeah, good for you, Ross. All right, let's talk about the most bet props on BetMGM for the Super Bowl. Travis Kelsey... Uh, who's been a very popular bet across a lot of markets. The score of the first touchdown is plus 650. Anytime touchdown score at minus 125. Result of the coin toss, heads, minus yeah. 105 there. And then Eagles defeat the Chiefs by the exact score of 37-34, which is 80-1 to uh, for those who believe that the script has been <laughs> written. That's a weird one to me. Not that... Not that um, the weird part to me is the fact that people are betting the correct score. That that's one of the five most popular bets. When you think about the thousand puns, thousands of thousands of bets that BetMGM takes every single day, that that's a something at plus eight thousand. I feel a like some, score is yeah. the most popular bet. Well, I feel like someone might have posted on Twitter or something that they've seen the script for the Super Bowl and uh-huh. uh, it's thirty-seven, thirty-four. I'm not sure that would be in the top five if not for uh, if not for all the script. Uh, stuff right. that's floating around. And then we've got Patrick Mahomes over 0.5 interceptions at minus 110, which I think is a perfectly reasonable bet. But I kind of prefer Jalen Hurts at uh, plus 115 to throw an interception. I do too, but I, I don't mind that bet. I, I mean, of the ones that were listed there, in terms of which of the most pop, most most bet props would I like the most, I like I like Patrick Mahomes to throw a pick at minus 110. Yes. I mean, I mean, just given the given the gimpiness of the uh, of the ankle, given the secondary uh, of the uh, of the Philadelphia Eagles, given the fact that no team in the NFL had more sacks this year than the Philadelphia Eagles, like I think they'll get pressure on Patrick Mahomes and maybe force him into a turnover. Yep, 
I think so. I think, uh, yeah, with Kelsey, I think with his props, that's interesting. With the the plus 650 uh, first touchdown score, anytime touchdown score, minus 125. I mean, it just does feel that he is going to get in the end zone, that Mahomes is going to target him in the Super Bowl uh, as uh, George Kittle is walking across now. Yeah. It's just, yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's very good. I like this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah come on in, man. Yeah. Well, slide on over. How close can I get to you without making you uncomfortable? Yeah, there we go. I like this. Uh, well, we were just talking about okay. Travis Kelsey, but now that we've got our own tight end on the set, Ooh. let's. Uh, Wait, those are good. I'm not. I am not betting on the Super Bowl, but those are good bets. <laughs> yeah, those are great bets. All right. Well, we welcome in George Kittle now. So, we've got uh, a fantasy, fantasy football royalty <laughs> superstar, George Kittle. How we doing? Accomplished singer. Now I'm getting there. Obviously, <laughs> any demo- record deals? Have you any record deals come through since last I night? I have some demos I'm going to release on SoundCloud later. <laughs> okay, absolutely. We will link to your SoundCloud when we uh, release the clip of this. All right. So the force of nature that is George Kittle is joining us here on the Fantasy Football Happy Hour. Great season. Congratulations on this. Eleven touchdowns this season. That mm. is a career high. Um, you finished as the number two tight end in fantasy on a points per game basis. It's your fifth straight season finishing as a top four fantasy tight end. I know you don't mm. care about that. You care about helping the Niners win, but for, sure. for our purposes as well, we, we're rooting for the Niners, but we're also rooting for George Kittle specifically. I appreciate that. Uh, I'll start there. Of your 11 touchdowns, seven of them came with Brock Purdy under center. Talk yeah. to me about what the connection you and Brock had. Um, you know, I think um, the success I've found, like my best like receiving yard games was either with Jimmy G when he started 16 straight games yep. in 2019 or in like 2018 when I set a record that Travis broke but was C.J. Beathard and Nick Mullins, both young quarterbacks. I was a young tight end, but they feed their tight ends just because right. it's a safety blanket. It's the easiest throw most of the time, right? Most of the receiver routes, like some of those are kind of deep and off. I'm doing like some chip stuff. I'm just kind of hanging out like the five to six yard area. And so I think Brock did a fantastic job of, he was very good of going through his reads. And if something wasn't there, if it, like if a defensive end came up, he was always good at just finding me late. And you, you see a lot of his touchdowns that he threw to me where he would be scrambling and just kind of see something and dump it to me late because he's really good at keeping his eyes up. So his mobility is a factor that really helped out all of us, really, because we've never played with a quarterback that could move like that. Like just his quickness, like he right. gets out to the, he can get outside the defensive end and have the whole edge by himself for three or four seconds, and guarding someone for seven to eight seconds is really hard in the NFL. So that's where those openings come in. Yep, George. I know you talk a lot about football. I don't really want to talk about football. I want to talk what? about hair. I want to talk about hair because we were watching the NFL on his well, last night. By the way, and, and so. you understand the reason he wants to talk about hair to, to screw with me. No, I you, have not. You're beautiful. I appreciate you. Yeah, I yeah. love you. But yes, I'm I'm massively jealous yeah. of your beautiful locks. We I, I'm not going to cut it because I'm scared it won't grow back. That happened to Robbie Gold. Robbie Gold shaved his head for a charity thing. Yeah, and never grew back. Oh yeah. Oh uh, boy. Yeah. I'm scared. I will say my uh, my friend and former colleague Tim Hasselbeck was like, "Listen, you, you got to fire it before it quits on you." So <laughs> I'm I'm getting to about that point where I got to fire it. Yeah, before, you got to do what uh, LeBron did. You got to yeah. just you got to buy the ball. Hey, my dad's been bald consciously for like 20 years. Now I don't know if he can still grow it anymore, but he's just been bald for like 20 years. Right. So it's a good look. We were I'm, watching the NFL on his last night. We yep. were kind of just marveling at the crispness, crispness of the man bun. Thank just you. want to know because I I had a man bun briefly in uh, my younger youth in Australia, and it just didn't work at all. Mm. It was like a, a half Asian Australian kind of. It was like Val Kilmer and Heat, but like <laughs> bad, like a really bad Val Kilmer and Heat. I, I don't know if that could be bad. <laughs> well, I made it bad. I, I did my job, but just want to know about your process. How you get it kind of so crisp? 
my just wife. Me through that. My wife does she it. She does it for you. Okay. Okay. Oh, for sure. Yeah, That's no. When I'm when I'm working and I need to look really nice, I'm like, hey, honey, I need you over here, please. Right. I got. See, I'm, I'm always set with the bands. Yeah. There's two bands. You gotta tie it up super tight, get it long like a ponytail, and then you wrap it like a. I'd like to do the ballerina bun. Yes. Can you do it now? It won't. I can. Yes. It just won't look as good. Okay. It won't. And I'll I'll do it for you guys. But I'm looking at myself on screen, and my hair looks nice right now. It does look (laughs) nice. So like, listen, I'm a man that who never has nice hair. So I don't want I don't want to put you in a bad spot. So you have any hair? But yeah, or any hair. (laughs) Who's your favorite Australian football player? Uh, Scott Pendlebury. Do you know Scott Pendlebury's work? I'm a big no. Collingwood Magpies fan. I'm a big Mick Schwisnowski fan. Okay, there that's you go. my guy. Yeah, He's my punter. Yeah, I, like okay. I love. I have a 29 year old punter who's in his third year. It's amazing. Like he was a 20. He was 27 as a rookie. It's like what are you? Uh, right. What's his name? Nate? We- no, Weeding was his name. Who was the Oklahoma State quarterback that came in? Like super. Old, like he was super old. Oh, Brandon Weeden. Weeden. Brandon Weeden. Yeah, 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 Brandon yeah, Weeden. Yeah, sorry, yeah, took me yeah, a second. Yeah, took me a second. I was like, I have a rookie that's older than right. I am. That's amazing. <laughs> that that is that is that's hilarious. Hey, we understand you're. Um, in addition to being an accomplished uh, singer, thank you, and uh, yeah. and tight end, we understand you're also like a massive WWE fan. Occasionally, like so. You know, we're we're on Peacock. We're part of the NBC family, right? Um, yeah. And we we the WWE is a great partner of ours. I recently said I thought I would be a good manager. Ooh. Like I'm not I'm not there yet. Like, but I could. I, like I think Paul I'd Heyman? be a pretty good manager. Any chance we ever see you in the ring? Would you be a manager? Could uh, I manage you if you ever got in the ring? I mean, so you're saying you'd be like Paul Heyman for yeah, like Brock exactly. Lesnar or Roman Reigns? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You could pull that off too. You might like. I think you need to go the suit route. Like you need to get yes. a nice suit, some nice shoes. Uh, you just got to kind of yell into the mic. Sometimes I'm, I'm they don't even understand you. You just right. got to yell really loud so you sound important. Uh, but I'm open to any opportunity. Uh, I mean, I love wrestling. I've been in the ring a couple times. Uh, WWE is one of my favorite organizations to work with. Uh, everything that they do is so top-notch, and they're just so incredible. So um, who knows? We'll see what happens. I'm going to play football as long as I possibly can because I love it so much. And uh, after that, we'll see what happens. All right. I love Fair that you're, you're a massive fan occasionally, which is kind of an interesting kind of juxtaposition. I like that. Uh, did you play any other sports growing up? Um, let's see. My favorite uh, other sport was probably soccer. I okay. love soccer. Um, basketball is up there. I could not dribble to save my life. I only have a right <laughs> hand. No left-handed layups possible. Um, besides that, though, I think my favorite sport is either right now what I'm working on. I love hockey. Nashville Predators. Yeah. I live in Nashville. I go to so many yeah, hockey yeah. games. Uh, but what I'm getting into right now is curling. Wow. I'm, okay. about to, I'm joining a curling league in Nashville with a couple of my uh, NFL guys, and I'm going to try to see what I can do. There's uh, Mark, Mark Bolger has a curling club down there, and <laughs> oh, Jer- Jaron Allen practices there. Okay. And so he's trying to go to the Olympics, and so I'm trying to. I'm just. I'm not trying to go to the Olympics yet. Right. But I'm going to get into this curling league because it sounds like a blast. By the way, that's a reality show. We should do that on Peacock. George Kittle's <laughs> attempt to make the Olympic curling team. That's yeah. a reality show. That's unbelievable. Wait it's to fun. Have you guys I ever bet. tried it? It's so fun. I've never fun. tried it, but I've, it's I've not seen it. It seems difficult. No, it's it's not that hard. It's really not. You just don't yeah. fall over when you slide it. I understand. You're a professional athlete. Things that are things that are not hard for you are hard for us mortals. You're um, right. That is true. That is true. <laughs> I'll give you that one. Uh, thanks. I appreciate <laughs> that. Uh, hey, so we're a fantasy football show, so I'm curious. Have you ever played fantasy? Oh, yeah. Okay. So when I was actually a really young kid, um, I was probably like seven or eight, and this was like... This was like first or second fantasy football ever. Yeah. I thought I was so excited about the fantasy football draft because it was like a specific date. Someone else said it. And my dad was playing. He was just helping me. And uh, I thought you actually get to meet the players and draft them onto your football team <laughs> as a kid. I was like, this is going to be awesome. I get to meet all these cool players. I get to meet Brian Erlacher and all this stuff. That's not how it works. Right. Um, I did. I played all the way through college, um, a little bit in the NFL. 
Um, I never draft myself, though. Um, now, why really? is that? That's interesting. You're the no. first player that play that has played fantasy that hasn't that hasn't drafted themselves. Um, because I all my friends draft me before I get the pick. Yeah. That's okay. okay. That makes sense. And like, I'm not gonna draft myself first if I have the first pick. I don't draft it tight end first, and like, it doesn't make sense unless you're picking Travis Kelsey who gets ten targets a game because like he's gonna get hundred yards a game minimum. So that's a great pick. But other than that, like. That's not my, that's not usually my first pick. I would I always pick Christian McCaffrey as my first pick because I think he's the best player in football. Honestly, do you yeah. try it for yourself? No, it's all right. And like again, I haven't played in about three years. Okay, um, but early on in my career, I would always play. It was really fun. How 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 often does it come up in your when fans come up to you and they they talk to you? How often does? 99% of the time. <laughs> I bet I bet it does. Hey, you are here uh, with us courtesy of Old Spice. Talk to me about the partnership with Old Spice and why you decided to work with them. Um, well, it's an honor to work with Old Spice. They choose a select few guys that represent them in their swagger campaign. You get guys like Trey Lance, CeeDee Lamb, guys that certainly have swagger. Oh, my gosh. Oh, no, he caught it. Come on. Wow. How about that? That right? looked like Kittle Dallas. Esque. We got That's crazy. Two George Kittle Kittles. Esque. That's crazy. So yeah, Old Spice swagger campaign. <laughs> wow, look at us up here. This was here before I even got here because you guys wanted it so bad. Um, but this is what it is. Hey, we're friends, right? Yeah. If I had something in my teeth, you would tell me. I would. Right? Because we're on TV, a lot of cameras, a lot of people around, a lot of viewers. thousand percent. We now, want you to look your best. But if, like, let's just say he smelled bad. Right. It's kind of hard to tell someone that because there's not much you can do about it. No, right? there's nothing. So it's why not just instead start your day with Old Spice, be protected 24-7, smell great, be confident in yourself, and then you can take on the world, man. So let's just start with Old Spice Swagger. It's just a good idea. I like it. I Thank like you. it. And listen, and by the way, if you're if you if you had a product that called <laughs> Old Spice Swagger and you're looking yeah. for a pitchman, who's better? Who's better than uh, who's better than George? All right. Before we let you go, because I know there's a lot of places that want to talk to you. This weekend features two great tight ends in sure. Travis Kelsey and Dallas Goddard. Um, who do you think wins this game? You guys have played both these teams, so. Two things for you. One, I'm going to give the Christian McCaffrey answer. I hope they both lose. Okay, fair. <laughs> Love that. But my prediction for the game is this. It all depends on how the Eagles take away Travis Kelsey. Um, if you watch the Chiefs the entire season, they go to Travis anytime it's a third down, anytime it's a second and long to convert the change, move the change, keep Patrick Mahomes on the field. Because when Mahomes is on the field... That's why we love everyone loves Patrick Mahomes. He's fantastic. He makes these plays. He extends things. He makes up throws as he goes, underhand, behind the back. He does crazy stuff. Kelsey's the one that keeps him on the field all the time, right? Eagles, if they take him away like the Patriots do or like Tampa did in the first half of the Super Bowl a couple years ago, yeah. if they can do that, I think the Eagles have a chance to win. If Travis runs rampant, I think the Chiefs are going to win by two touchdowns. Who do, what do you think happens? So make a pick. <laughs> I, I know you hope both I, of them I just lose. want to see the first drive and what I like. If I was a defensive coordinator, I would put an outside linebacker on the ball scr- line of scrimmage wherever Travis is and have an average cover guy right behind them and just have them double team him the whole day and make anybody else on the roster beat me. We will see if that plays out that way. George Kittle, this mm. has been the definitive George Kittle interview. Good luck with <laughs> Old Spice. Good luck next year. It's a pleasure to have you. When we come back, fantasy football royalty. What? No, no? we're going to throw an answer. We're just going straight. Oh, we're Eckler. Oh, I thought hey, we were Austin, going to break. And, no. then, and then, but no, He's apparently. We met, Austin, we interviewed Austin Eckler yesterday, George Kittle, and uh, had a great conversation. He's good. Yeah, he's fantastic. And uh, we'll all enjoy it together right now. Oh, good. You can watch it with us, George. I think I have to leave. <laughs> Hand off to Eckler. Eckler hits the hole, and he's through. To the 40, to the 50, to the 40. It's a foot race. 30, 20, 10. Austin Eckler, touchdown. Chargers. 72 yards, a new career long. 
Austin Eckler picking his feet up through traffic, and then he's able to locate another gear once he got out in the open field. Leonard Floyd giving it everything he's got. You're not going to catch Austin Eckler. There you see it. Huge run against the Rams. Uh, number 30 on the field. Number one in our hearts. Number one in fantasy points. Overall, my fantasy ride or die. Austin Eckler joins the show. Friend of fantasy. Uh, let me ask you this. There's so much that we can get into, but we've had you on the show before. Thank you for coming back on the yeah. show. Always welcome. Love having you. Uh, you, When we last had you on the show, you said you were, you were in six leagues, but you're only able to draft yourself in three of them because right. people keep snaking you out. So... I know that all the teams that I have Austin Eckler in, I won my leagues. So in the three leagues that you had Austin Eckler in, did you win? Because you crushed down the playoffs. Yeah, it it, it didn't end up uh, coming out as successful as your leagues were. (laughs) Uh, First off, thanks for having me back. Um, but yeah, it was uh, it was a rough one for for the Austin Eckler leagues this year. Um, my three leagues, even that I had myself in, yeah, I didn't I didn't even make the playoffs in any of my leagues. So uh, back to the drawing board. All right. Well, yeah. I, I think the one thing that did work, I think, was drafting yourself. Like if the teams that didn't win didn't didn't lose because of you. No, you no, I was definitely doing my part. Yes, <laughs> right. I was doing my part. It was the other right, aspects of my teams that were yeah yeah needed to to step it up. Absolutely feels like. Feels like fantasy Austin Eckler needs to talk to the fantasy locker room of your team. Right, exactly, and like, yeah. get everyone on the same page. Yeah, I know, I know. We need we need to be producing, right? This is a re- representation of how we're playing on the field, right? So let's get that up there. Um, but no, it was still a fun year, and always loved tapping into the fantasy community. So looking forward to you know, trying to get next year. Yeah, I imagine that ninety five percent of people who come up to you about fantasy have to be pretty complimentary. Is that yes. about a right kind yes. of percentage? I, I love it. I absolutely love it. It's such a it's such a great add to the NFL right what it brings it brings levels of of engagement to sports right and so when you're able to have success and bring other people's success whether it's in the betting or whether it's in the fantasy realm it's like it's music to my ears because I want to tap in I want that attention I love that the interaction that we can have Austin are you surprised because in addition to being a running back I mean you're a really smart businessman you know I mean like I like you have you have your fingers in a lot of pies and you're doing a lot of very entrepreneurial things and just as somebody looks at 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 things maybe slightly differently than than some other players are you surprised that other players haven't embraced fantasy as well as you have like you've really become sort of the poster boy if you will for nfl player that embraces the fantasy football community it helps with your on-field success obviously but i i don't know that there's an nfl player that has embraced it the way you have and i'm surprised because it feels like it's helped your career uh well i think i've had like some realizations over the past few years which has really helped me I think distinguish what real value is and one of those was having a community and being able to connect and network and so when that became really important to me I started putting a lot more effort into it and then it was right in front of my face it was like fantasy football is the one of the biggest opportunities that I haven't really tapped into and that was a few years back and so I was like let me start tapping into this community because like you said like it brings so much value right you have not not only do I have the charger fans that are rooting for me but I have fans all across the world you know that are either betting on me or have me on their fantasy team I have fans that don't even watch football, but they have me on their fantasy team. Like, right. hey, you want me in my fantasy? And I'm right. like, I'm tapping into these networks that are there, but it just takes a little bit of effort. It's, it takes me talking about it. On um, I, I do like a show, but before I was just doing like little giveaways, thanking people that had me on their team for for believing in me, and it just goes so far. So I would I would hope guys start seeing it. Hopefully, I can set the bar. Like, hey, there's value here to be had. Right, and even by the way, even the smallest things. Like I remember this year at the 
after the first couple of games you hadn't scored, you were like, you said, don't worry, fantasy managers, the touchdowns are coming, I got you. Like, even just acknowledging, like, hey, you know, I know, right. I know it's been a slow start to the season right. fantasy-wise, but I got you, it's coming, like, whatever. Like, even just the smallest acknowledgement mm-hmm. that, hey, I know there are people out there that are rooting for me because they aren't Chargers fans, but because they've drafted me. Yeah. It's powerful. Yeah. It really is. And it's powerful. And it and it goes beyond, like, it goes beyond the connection of just the football field. Because, like, even during the offseason, it puts my face in, in front of them, right? Like, people, I would say 90% of the people that come up to me are talking about fantasy, right? And obviously had a good year, but it's like, that's so powerful because I have my Chargers community, like I said, but now this is tapped into a whole new role. Now, when I go to push other things that I have going on, right, I have more people that are supporting me, my foundation, more people that are donating from their winnings, from things like that. And so it has this trickle-down effect throughout my entire ecosystem that I'm trying to build. Is that something where I guess more people come up to you perhaps than other players where, because if I was walking around and I saw Keenan Allen, I'd be like, oh, I don't really know what to say to Keenan Allen, but with you I might go up to you and say, oh, thank you so much for your fantasy stuff. That must be a thing where more than other players uh, in, in your position where you've got people coming up to yeah, you for that. Yeah, and look, we all have different personalities, right? And so for me, I've kind of, I have, I keep an open mind, like, because I, I know how important, like I said, I, I put a lot of value in relationships and meeting people and understanding and at least asking them, like, like asking them questions, like, when I do meet and greets, I have the longest line because I take like 30 seconds with people just asking them where they're from, you know, what they're a little, a little about their story, right? Because I want to make that interaction something that is meaningful to them, right? I want, I want people to have some type of memory with me because as, as players, as influential people, our legacy lives within the memories of our fans. Right, and so once our my career is over, what is who is Austin Eckler? Well, it's going to be that time we met at that one meet and greet and did that one thing, or I talked to him about fantasy. And so this is an opportunity for me to continue to build and implement my message through my legacy. Right, another conduit that I can use to get my message across. Which is which is so brilliant, and you've you've done it perfectly. And we in the fantasy community appreciate it because it it's 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 a two way street, right? Because having a player of your caliber say, hey, no, fantasy should be part of the conversation, you know, helps us as well, right? And it, it helps helps what we do, you know, when we can point to, hey, we're not just off to the sides, we're we're having, you know, real conversations uh, with, with NFL players right. that at the highest level. Uh, let's talk, let's just Chargers football here for a yeah, second, let's right? Let's talk it. Chargers football. Um, tough end of the season, uh, you know, for you guys. Sorry about that. Uh, how Based on last year, and, and now there's, gonna be, there's a change of coordinator, um, have, have you talked to Kellen Moore at all about, um, has, has, yeah. have you guys connected? Yeah, so and he's talked about what your role in the offense will be? Not, no deep talk. It was really just the introduction, and I just let him know, like, you saw how our season ended. Like, you're coming into a hungry group that wants to get back to that because we know we have more in the tank. Like, we know that that's not us. Like, that, we have so much better football to be played than what was shown on the last, the last half of that, of that game during the last, uh, um, you know, uh, postseason game. And so that's, that was really the conversation, introducing him, and I just let him know that before he got out of there. Um, he was at Disney World with his family, so he right. was making the rounds <laughs> at the same time when he got hired. Um, and so, yeah, I'm looking forward to having him in there and, you know, getting started. Well, certainly when you see what he did with Ezekiel Elliott and Tony Pollard, you have to sort of say, like, all right, maybe yeah, another good year coming you know, from Austin Eckler. It was the same with Joe Lombardi, right? right. And, and he had Kamara, right? Yeah. And so I was like, man, like, I've gotten some coordinators that have really had a lot of success. And, you know, it's, it takes two things to really, right, put a winning season together. You need the players, right, to be able to do it, but you also need the strategic part of it. And you put those together, and it's, you know, a, you know, a marriage for something good to happen. Um, and, you know, sometimes there's some bitterness. Sometimes, there, you know, in a marriage, sometimes there's things you got to work through. Sometimes it doesn't work out. I, I feel like that's what happened with Joe, where it's not – 
I don't think he's a bad coordinator. It's just maybe the mesh, you know, the organization didn't think it like a mesh as well as it could have, right? So they're like, oh, let's try someone new. And then same thing with even Kellen in Dallas, like top of the line as far as, you know, in the categories, statistics, all these things. But it's like they wanted to maybe try someone new. So, hey, we'll see if our, if our mares will work out. Yeah. I thought it was a massive mistake for Dallas to let go of Kellen Moore, and I thought it was a great hire by the Chargers. So from a fantasy perspective, I'm going to be in on the Chargers offense next year. I'll tell you that much right yeah. now. Uh, I think the popular criticism from the cheap seats of the Chargers offense has been that you guys don't throw the ball deep enough. And I think that, you know, a big part of that is Rashawn Slater being hurt, and that ties into all that. Do you think that the deep passing game is going to be a, a bigger aspect of next season? And, and hang on, before you answer that, I want to just add something to it. I feel like Jalen Guyton's injury was really underreported as in terms of what... That's where I was going to go with that. Oh, okay, good. Please go. I was going to go with that because... You can't just throw the ball deep. Yep. Like let's like, just have someone go and run deep, right? That's yeah. that's what it looks like on TV. Yeah. But no, you're gonna get picked off if you do that because if you don't have anyone that can take off the top, right, and make these these DBs turn and run, and they can just backpedal and play the ball the whole time, it's gonna get picked off. So we, you got to have someone with the elite speed, not just like a normal speed. They got to be able to run by guys out there. And so when we lost Jalen Guyton, that was our guy. He was our speed guy, and he was really the only speed guy we had on the roster um, as far as the, the caliber to actually do what we needed to do to. To throw it deep. We have Mike Williams, but he's not the speed guy. He's just going to dunk over you every time, and that's hard on his body. We've seen that play out, shoulders and backs, so we don't want to be throwing up you know, jump balls to him across the middle of the field all the time. Um, and so it, it comes down to you have to play with who you have. What, what, what is the identity of the Chargers offense? That's how we have to play. And it wasn't the deep part of the field there in this last year. Yep, that makes sense. Mike Williams also banged up a lot of the season as well, which I'm sure tied into that. Yeah, and Keenan. Yeah. All right, listen. Everyone knows your uh, maybe the season didn't go the way you wanted it to, but you are an astute fantasy manager. And you know what we're looking for. So, outside of you, outside of outside of Big Mike and Keenan, like give me a give, give me an under the radar charger that we should be looking for next year when we go into drafts. Ooh, under the radar charger, um, Mike Keenan. Well, man, because I mean we got Mike Keenan, me. Right, Gerald Everett, who you know was playing a role, had a couple good games in the fantasy uh, space. Yep. Um, man, I mean, it's just someone that impresses you in practice that you think like Josh Palmer can, does. Josh okay. Palmer, I think he's he has growth in front of him. Like he still need he was in his second year last year, so he's going to be coming into his third year. And for my third year, I felt like I really understood the game of football, was able to grow. I felt like I was okay. I feel like I'm a pro now, and so I want to see Josh Palmer come alive uh, more this year. And I think he's got an opportunity. He's going to to be able to do that. I like that call. All right. Division rivals in the Super Bowl. Do you, do you want the Chiefs to win because, hey, at least the AFC West is representing? Or you're like, no, nah, I hate the Chiefs. Screw it. Go fly, See, Eagles, fly. Where I, are you at? I, I have no hard feelings for any of the teams, right? Like, I have, I have friends on both teams, right? So I'm rooting those guys on mainly. Um, but as far as the results of the game, I could care less. I think the, I think the Eagles have a little bit more firepower, and I think that's going to end up helping them. Which I, So I think I give the edge to the Eagles is what I like to say. Okay. Yeah, yeah. All right. So you're you're not you don't have a rooting interest. Nah, not really. And if you had yeah, to pick yeah. a winner, you're you're picking yeah. the Eagles, but yeah. it doesn't feel like you feel strongly about but it. I want to root for teams. myself. I want to root for myself there. So if I'm not there, I just root for my guys that are playing in it. Fair enough. Well, Austin, is there anything else we any we can promote? You doing so much. Yeah. Is there any? Yeah. Well, I'm actually so I'm here on behalf well, of Sleep Number. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Great. So they didn't been, tell me that. So tell me about well, Sleep yeah, Number. Let's dive into. It. I've been yeah. working with Sleep Number for a long time. Um, Eighty, actually, eighty percent of players are using Sleep Number beds nowadays. So that you know that shows you that you know the reputation right is, is stuck and right we're all you know committing to to Sleep Number beds. And for me, it's like 
I mean, sleep is just crucial, right, to have the energy to actually get going, right? So it's like, okay, when I notice when I don't sleep on my sleep number bed because my sleep number bed is, like, custom to me. Like, I have my setting, my sleep number is 50. Like, it's perfect for my body. It adjusts overnight um, when it gives me – there's, like, there's like a, it's a motion sensor where it's, like, it feels like you have a, a sensitive spot right here. If you're putting too much weight, it'll adjust you when you're sleeping. It's, like, it's pretty cool. It's, like, shh. <laughs> right, you just feel it sometimes. It's like ah, there we go. Um, and so I love my sleep number bed. Like I said, eighty percent. And so we're trending in this direction where good sleep has been representing the NFL by sleep number. So you know I have to shout them out while I'm here with them. No question. Well, thank you to Sleep Number for making Austin Eckler valuable. And Austin Eckler, thank you to you, the number one running back in fantasy on a points per game basis, over fifteen hundred yards from scrimmage three of the last four years. Last two seasons, thirty eight touchdowns from scrimmage. Dude, that is twelve more than any other player in the NFL. Like it's not just the most. Keep it going. It's the most by a lot. <laughs> you had over 18 fantasy points in 11, 17 fantasy points. You were a delight. You were a friend of fantasy. You were a friend of football fans. Good yes. luck to you and the Chargers next yes. year. You're always welcome, my friend. We love you. Thank it. you so much. Yes, thanks for having me on, as always, and I appreciate the support throughout the year. That's there you awesome. go. My fantasy ride or die, Austin Eckler. My guy. There you go, the definitive Austin Eckler interview from one fantasy royalty running back to another. James Conner joins us next segment when we come back. There are any number of reasons you might consider selling your home. To move closer to family, live within a smaller budget, or just wanting a change of scenery. Whatever your reasons, having to figure out all the various housing market trends in your area may not be what you signed up for. That's where an agent who is a realtor comes in. Realtors have the expertise to help you find the right price and navigate the process to sell your home in a way that's right for you. That's who we are. Realtors are members of the National Association of Realtors. Life is a highway, and on it there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one crispy. so go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour. Two guys drove to work. Neither guy wore a seatbelt. One guy got a ticket. One guy didn't. The same two guys drove home. One guy wore a seatbelt. One guy didn't. One guy made it home. The guy not wearing his seatbelt didn't. Don't risk it. Click it or ticket. Paid for by NHTSA. All right, we are back. We are back on the show. We are back live on Radio Row, and we are now joined once again by another fantasy football superstar, James Conner, the 10th best running back in fantasy on a points-per-game basis this year. And by the way, fantasy superstar, especially when it mattered, 18 or more fantasy points in five of the last seven games this season. So as fantasy teams were heading to the playoffs, James Conner put them on his back. Welcome, my friend. You're here because fear is a choice. Fear is a choice. Absolutely. Yeah, your book, congratulations on your autobiography being published. We'll talk about that in a little bit. But uh, the first thing I want to just ask is, have you ever played fantasy football? How Does it come up in your life that often? <laughs> yeah. As you can imagine, it comes up every day, you yeah. know, seeing, seeing the fans and uh, 
everybody, even family, you know, everybody, you know, fantasy football, you know, won me championships, sent me to the playoffs and that. So it's fun. I never played, you know, personally, but um, just to hear how it makes everybody else's day, you know, I'm honored to be a part of it. It's so, fun. Are, so your friends and family, are they texting, they hitting up for hitting you up for sleepers saying like, all right, who else can I, you know, I'm drafting you. I'm going to start you today. Like, yeah, they just they just making sure I'm going to make sure they saying get in that end zone for me like two, three times today. Right. So, yeah, they're just trying to trying to give me some encouragement to get them some points. Uh, James, tough season for Arizona on a team level, but fantastic season for you individually. What are some of your thoughts on the season in reflection now? Um, it was a blessing to get through the season. Uh, you know, so I never take the game for granted. You know, obviously things didn't uh, go the way we wanted to this year. You know, we uh, made some changes, but um, yeah, it was just a rough year. You know, we 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 uh, want we want to be better, but uh, we're going to try to put the pieces together next year and just try to do something special. We get an opportunity. So this year you racked up the most rushing yards you've had since that breakout 2018 year with the Steelers. Did you have a feeling this was going to be your year? You know, I think people forget you came to Arizona on a one-year prove-it deal. Mm -hmm. You proved it. And then, you know, I think some people feel like, oh, well, after, after they get the big deal, maybe they won't, uh, they won't have the kind of success they did. But then you have this monster season. Yeah, that's, um, my work ethic will never change, you know, no matter the success that I have, uh, you know, and I still want to do a lot more in this league. You know, I still want to accomplish many great things. And so um, every year I'm just going to try to come in and compete and, and just play hard and have myself ready. So um, I still got bigger goals and bigger dreams, um, but I'm definitely still hungry, you know, never satisfied. So I'm, uh, I'm excited to get back out there for another opportunity. James, one of the most interesting things about your season, I think, was that you had 56 targets in the passing game, 48 receptions, uh, so just outstanding work as a receiver. Is that something that you think you'll continue to build on next season? Absolutely. Just uh, just trying to be available and just trying to be an athlete out there and, um, you know, just not wanting to just be able to run the ball, but just get involved in the offense and just be available passing game, uh, pass protection, uh, running, blocking, everything. So, uh, yeah, it's definitely something I just want to continue to improve on and uh, just t try to take my game to the next level. And it definitely seemed like Kyler trusts you even more and more. He knows that if he if he dumps it off to you or if he's looking for you in the flat that you're coming down with a ball. So right. it feels like there's a, there's a real connection there. I want to ask you about your health. You know, early in the season, you dealt with some injuries. Injuries have been a part of your career. But five of the last seven games, you played over 90% of the snaps. Uh, how are you feeling after that massive workload? Are you hoping next year to have that kind of a workload? Or like, hey, let's let's get Ingram some more work. Like, you know, mm -hmm. take a little bit of, off of me so that uh, that you can be fresh all season long. Yeah, it's, um, you know, I, I missed some time early in the year, you know, due to a fluke injury. I had a rib injury and it, and it sidelined me, you know, and um. But then just um, towards the end of the season, just like, man, we got to get it going, try to turn things around if we can. So I just wanted to really just be out there and just try to do the most for the team and and, uh, and try to win. So that's why the numbers and the percentage were the way they were. But um, no, Keontae is uh, obviously he, he, he's he got a lot to to, to, to prove and and um, he's able to do it. You know, he's a hell of a talent. And so, uh, yeah, we're going to work. We're going to work next year and uh, have a smooth, smooth uh, rotation going. And, um, you know, everybody will be, get a chance to, to, to show off what they got. But, uh, but I'm just going to take take charge and and have those guys and, and just try to lead that room. Yep. I know the Cards played against both the Chiefs and the Eagles this season. Do you think one of those teams has the upper hand on Sunday? Yeah, um, man. The Chiefs came up, came out week one and and put a lick on us. You know, so it's hard to root against them. What they're going to do? But that Philadelphia defense is the real deal. You know, that front seven and their and their uh, their secondary. So. Well, the most physical team, I think, is going to take it. You know, I know we know the Kansas City Chiefs going to be well prepared, um, but the, but the Eagles is going to be real, real physical. So, the game will be one up front. Uh, do you have a pick? Uh, 
I think I might go with the Chiefs. I think I might go with the Chiefs. There you go. I think there you're the first go. person think who's 30, come on. I think like 35-30 or so. Like that. Wow. We like nice the scoring. Chiefs as well, there but everyone that's been coming on has been saying <laughs> the Eagles are like, our, so good. Thank you. Yeah. James <laughs> Conner is smart, so I, 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 I like this. Um, fear is a choice. Talk to me about your autobiography. Why do you decide to write it now? Talk to me about the themes of the book. Uh, the theme of this book is just really faith. It's tackling a life challenge with dignity, faith, and determination. But my main thing is just faith. Uh, you know, writing this... Um, from the situation that I went through in 2015, you know, with my battle with cancer, uh, my faith just took a leap. And so my faith is the strongest it's ever been right now. And uh, this book really just talks about that. And um, everybody's going through a hard time, you know, sometimes at some points in life, you know, you can't really escape adversity. And so it's, uh, it's a choice to go through it however you want to go through it. And so um, mine is to, to, to lean on my faith, lean on the Lord, lean on God and um, everything that he's done for me. So, so that's, my, that's, my, that's my man. Yep. Okay. Coming off of that, James, any specific goals for the offseason? I know you had an amazing season. And then, you know, you're a pretty well-rounded player. But is there anything that you really specifically want to work on this offseason? Oh, man, the game is always going to be about, you know, who's, who's the motion shape. You know, so I just got to continue to, to, to do that. And, uh, and uh, you know, just bring, bring my best self. You know, we got a lot of change. We got a new general manager. We're going to have a new head coach. So my goal is going to be learning this new playbook and, and uh, competing. Yeah, I was, I was, I was curious. Who are you? What are you hoping to see? I don't, have they talked to you at all about what they're looking for in a coach? Maybe an offensive-minded coach like what you previously had, or going more defense-oriented. Uh, I really what had, are you hoping for yeah. out of a head coach? I well, guess selfishly, you know, somebody who who wants, who to, wants run to run the ball. The ball. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> of course. You know, that's selfishly that's what I want. Um, I haven't, you know, had any talks, and I don't know who it's going to be. So I'm, I'm anxious, just like everybody else, to see who it's going to be. But. Uh, you know, I, I trust in our organization and, bit, and uh, our owner, Michael Bidwell, and uh, put us in the best position to be successful. Very quickly, have you text, texted with Kyler? How's he doing in his recovery? Yeah, he's, uh, he's doing good. He's in attack mode right now. He's rehabbing hard. Um, and I know he's, uh, he's ready to get out there and, um, you know, when the time is right and show everybody that, you know, his comeback. Can't wait to see it. James, t- congratulations on an amazing fantasy season. Hope for better things next year for the yes. Cardinals. We know you'll keep grinding. And good luck with Fears of Choice, which is available wherever you get books. Yes. James Conner, everyone. We will be racked back right after this. Every season is draft season. Matthew, get your Rotoworld Draft Guide bundle today and dominate your football, baseball, and basketball drafts. Packed with profiles, rankings, projections, order today and get all three Rotoworld Draft Guides for the price of two. Plus use promo code BERRY, B-E-R-R-Y, and get Thank 20% you. off. All right. Let's wrap the week, Matthew. Yes. Let's wrap the week and wrap the season, Jay Croucher. So yes, this Matthew. is our very last show on Peacock. Next Tuesday, we'll have another show that'll be available on demand wherever you get podcasts on the NFL and NBC YouTube channel. But this is our this is the end of our first season on Peacock, Jay. And I just want to take a moment here to thank you. It has been absolutely awesome getting to know you, having you spoil movies for me. Um, you've absolutely crushed it this year. I want to thank you and Connor Rogers and Lawrence Jackson and Denny Carter and Roto Pat and Pat Crane and everyone that we've had as a guest on the show. I want to thank Stephen D'Agostino, Ryan Burke, even Brian Rubin. I even want to thank him. <laughs> Pete Domilatis, um, all of our producers, Daniel Cranon, Damian Dabrowski. Who am I forgetting, Jay? Uh, Matt Casey, Alexa oh, Matt Casey, as well. Alexa, I, mean, yeah. I like the shout-out to Brian Rubin floating above from his NHL little sphere. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, no, it's been a phenomenal year. Thank you, too, my friend. It's been great doing it's the show. really fun. Really looking forward to next season as well. And also, we'll, uh, we'll be doing shows between then as well. We will, we will, there will absolutely be an off-season schedule, where, and, uh, and we'll be broadcasting live from the NFL Draft, from the NFL Combine. So we will continue to be a presence in your life. And, by the way, um, 
our, our friends at Applebee's. I want. I have to make sure I thank thank you, Applebee's. Thank you, BetMGM. Terrific sp- sponsors and partners of us. Uh, you know, we get goofy, yeah. and uh, <laughs> they they've been nothing but terrific partners to us. So thank you. Go eat it at Applebee's. Go make yes. a bet at BetMGM. Support the show. We uh, we appreciate that. But it's it's been an awesome year. I just wanted to take a moment. Um, you know, we're supposed to be talking Super Bowl props. At this point, you don't know who you're betting on the Super Bowl. Um, no, but I just, listen, when I left ESPN, I just didn't know what to expect. And uh, coming over here and starting a brand new show, you know, I was a little bit nervous. And everyone at NBC, top to bottom, on-camera talent, uh, everyone behind the scenes has been nothing but incredibly supportive, nice, smart, creative, uh, they've made my crappiness look good. Um, and so it's just, you know, you never know when you're starting a new job, right? It, you never know how it's going to go. And it's been it's been a magical year. And I've, you know, I've never been happier in my professional career. And I, I thank you and everyone associated with the Fantasy Football Happy Hour for that. So thank you very much, Jay. Thank you, Matthew. All right. And for the last time, you can't, you don't have to go home, but you can't stay here. It's last call. Peace out from Arizona. There are any number of reasons you might consider selling your home. To move closer to family, live within a smaller budget, or just wanting a change of scenery. Whatever your reasons, having to figure out all the various housing market trends in your area may not be what you signed up for. That's where an agent who is a Realtor comes in. Realtors have the expertise to help you find the right price and navigate the process to sell your home in a way that's right for you. That's who we are. Realtors are members of the National Association of Realtors. Two guys drove to work. Neither guy wore a seatbelt. One guy got a ticket. One guy didn't. The same two guys drove home. One guy wore a seatbelt. One guy didn't. One guy made it home. The guy not wearing his seatbelt didn't. Don't risk it. Click it or ticket. Paid for by NHTSA.